Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Everyone and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host Juliette Lamar, and joining us today we have Joshua Shigala. He is the CEO at Voltoro.com. Welcome, Joshua. Hi. How are you, Juliette? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm so excited to learn more about Voltoro. You you and I were chatting earlier about how it's how it's a vault, like you put in your your anything special, and then Toro is the word for gold, which I thought was very Clever. Thank you. Yeah, Vault on Oro, Spanish for gold. We were, we, um, we started uh, three and a half years ago to be able to make trades between Bitcoin and physical allocator bullion. Um, and uh, because I got sick of fiat money, <laughs> I didn't want to go back to fiat. I, I, and uh, we wanted to focus also on alloc- allocated bullion because uh, a lot of exchanges were going broke. Bitcoin exchanges were either getting hacked or, or and when they did go broke liquidators would come in and just take everyone's the rest of everyone's money um just you know lawyers they, they just snack away and um where it's gold it's not on the exchanges it's not on our books so if anything ever happened to us it doesn't matter the client's gold is in their name as their legal property in a high security vaulting facility in switzerland so it's it's not something that liquidators can touch and that that was really important for us all right so walk us through the process, so you are as a as a customer of yours, you're buying you're buying actual tangible gold that's going to be stored in a vault, and yep. you're buying it with with your cryptocurrency, or how is that all working? Yeah, so if you imagine a, a, an exchange like I don't know, Kraken or Bitstamp or um, GDAX in a, in the states um, or Gemini. Uh, there's a full order book with pe- buyers on one side and sellers on the other. And um, instead of sellers selling fiat or another crypto, there um, we have people selling the gold that's sitting in this vault. Um, and the vault is fully audited by one of the largest auditing firms of the world and fully insured. So people put in orders down to the cent. Uh, these these are big, good delivery bars. Um, they're sitting there in the vaulting facility, and they get sold down to the um, down to the cent level um, and and then if someone wants physical delivery um, they can do that but there's a minimum of a gram uh, gold but uh, yeah it's just like a normal exchange they put an order in for how much and then it'll hopefully match or if it doesn't it'll sit in the order book ready to be matched fantastic and and so besides being able to to buy tangible gold pieces um, what are some of the other Voltoro advantages well you know, the, the the important thing that I wanted to focus on after I lost a lot of money in Mt. Gox, and so really this was a large exchange in the early days of Bitcoin that um, that went broke. And so I really wanted to focus on transparency, both in banking and in crypto, uh, in, in general exchanges, because the blockchain really allows us to have ultimate transparency. Um, we can uh, have transparency. So I, I've, I focused on Voltoro having being the most transparent exchange in the world uh, while keeping the, the users still private. And this, how we did this was we give everyone an anonymous ID that only they know. And they can then log out of the system so we don't know that they're checking. 
and we publish every one of those anonymous IDs with how much crypto they've got and how much gold. And so they can go in and check how much uh, uh, they're holding and then sum up the, 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 we have the sum of everybody's holdings because one big page, one big huge list of everyone's holdings. And, uh, and they can see, oh yeah, that's how much Bitcoin everyone has. Um, I ha- they have their right amount for me and they can check that in the cold wallet and the warm wallet addresses um, the, uh, of Bitcoin, so the, the on blockchain addresses. But, and with the gold, they can check the auditing certificates and the, 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 um, the vaulting certificates and stuff like that. But yeah, crypto transparency is, I think, one of the largest and most important parts of this whole industry. Because if we don't, as consumers, demand more transparency with exchanges, uh, we're going to have another exchange being hacked or something like that. And the state will come in and just go, we will save you with their cape on and their <laughs> superhero costume and, and basically set in ridiculous amounts of regulation. And so startups will have a really, really hard time um, starting up. And, and this, this is actually something that's happening in, in America. Um, the Americans are really suffering under a lot of these regulations because um, there's some really interesting ICOs happening now that are actually taking on some really interesting fields, for instance. And I don't know if they're, they're going to work or not, but... Um, they're not allowing Americans to come in and, and invest in these things because it's just too it's too overregulated. Like the, the SEC uh, are now coming in, uh, this, uh, wanting to wanting to really dig in. And, and look, I think this this industry is such a cowboy wet, wild west that that we need to either self-regulate a lot better and be a lot more transparent as a whole industry. Or we or we we need to have these regulators come in because at the end of the day we do not want people being scammed and uh, but uh, that's why you know it's really important as an industry to really as a consumer in this industry to demand transparency. Absolutely, and you bring up so many so many good points about that and you know having that backing and having it be insured and backed by gold is is quite unique. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, you know, gold is has been in the psyche of humans for over three thousand years as a as a store of value and and even as a, a medium of exchange. Even though silver is more of a medium of exchange, but nevertheless, it's it's been there for a long time. And not only that, it's gone through thick and thin, through every every nightmare and human con- that, that the human condition has thrown at it. It's come out through the other side, holding value like every war. Um, if there's a war in a country, the country's economy is decimated. But gold, if someone's holding gold, um, it just that they'll come through the other side of the war still holding that value. Now, even property, something like property, which is a very stable, very solid store of value most of the time, uh, gets decimated during a war. And so, um, you know, and gold is this interesting thing because it's globally recognized. Um, it's also decentralized because it's mined from all sorts of different places. It's not a central issuer, so um, you know it, it really has a lot of um, a lot of ways that it resonates with cryptocurrency. And uh, I think Satoshi Nakamoto kind of mathematically modeled gold, uh, Bitcoin on gold. It's, like you you mentioned, it's it's been around for so long, and it's it really is showing that it is going to come through the test of time. So when you finally can can merge together a cryptocurrencies with this resource, it gives you a lot more confidence. In, in the entirety of, of cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it sure does. And I, you know, uh, I said, I mentioned it slightly before about, about 
Satoshi modeling, you know, with the whole concept of mining and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is that they're, it's funny because they're very, very similar um, in terms that they're an asset. Both, you know, Bitcoin is a, is a rare number, just like gold is a rare metal. Um, it's, they're both found and spent into existence, um, whereas fiat money, U.S. dollars, they're, they're printed into existence as debt from a central authority uh, with interest that's attached to that debt. So the more money that people have in their pocket or fiat money, the more debt is in the economy as well, whereas gold is more like the more gold that's found, it, it just gets spent and it, it starts circulating. It doesn't, there's not debt attached to the initial uh, creation of the value, just like Bitcoin. But um, yeah, so, but but in in another way, they're very very different. They're totally opposite as well. So gold is is very heavy. It's hard to move around. It's it's uh, it's not very divisible like it is uh, theoretically because it's a, it's a base metal. It can be divided down to the atomic level, really. It's all gold. But um, but it's it, it's very it's not built for the internet. You can't just send it over the internet. Um, but it's very, very stable relative uh, to a lot of other things, relative to you know crypto at least. Um, but it's also very stable over over 3,000 years. If you zoom out, it's you know um, there's been historians that have said that um, back in Roman days you could buy a toga and a, um, a good leather pair, pair of leather sandals for about one ounce of gold, and now you can buy also you know a nice pair of leather shoes and a good looking suit for about an ounce of gold for about 1,300, 400. So it's kind of kept it's fairly stable in terms of what you're holding. Whereas crypto, it's the total opposite. It's very light and easy to move around. It's wonderful on the internet. It's divisible like crazy. It's verifiable, very verifiable. Gold is not very verifiable. I mean, it is, but you have to have a lot of equipment. Um, and Bitcoin is mathematically verifiable, but it's very unstable. So you have these sort of opposites, but sameness about those two asset classes. I love I love the example of, of the toga and the sandals and then the suit and the leather shoes. That really puts it into perspective. Yeah, right. And and it, it's amazing because if you hold any sort of fiat money, it's lost. You know, I think the, the US dollar in the last hundred years has lost ninety eight point nine percent of its purchasing power. It's it's just lost <laughs> you know, most of it. Which is insane, and and uh, you know I'm just picking on the U.S. because um, I'm sure the customers are um, uh, the the listeners, uh, a lot of the listeners are in the U.S. But and a lot of statistics come out of that region. But um, uh, you know it's it's the same for any fiat currency in any country. Eventually, they turn to zero because it's just too easy for a central authority just to print more, print, print, mm-hmm. print, and that means that the the value that you're holding loses value and. It, you need more of the things to to buy the same thing. And I think with that realization becoming so visible recently is is why cryptocurrencies have made such a splash and have really gotten the, the notoriety that they have because people are, are waking up to the fact that their fiat currency is not going to be the same as it as it always is and they're looking for alternatives. They need alternatives. Right. I mean you know, the, the first killer app was, of course, the, you know, Silk Road and buying um, contraband um, <laughs> on the Internet. But it was also uh, a way for people in, in countries that are developing or have got uh, dictatorships that are really fooling around with their currency to be able to store, have an exit door to say, look, I've worked my whole damn life and my, I'm watching my life savings disappear in front of me. 
I mean, we have Venezuela now at thousands of percent of in, uh, inflation. And so when you're seeing that, you're like, what else can I hold? But that's still useful. You know, you can buy gold, but it's very hard to move around online. Whereas crypto, we're living in an information age now. So you want to store your value in something that's movable. Unfortunately, crypto is very, very volatile. So it's, um, it's, it's a tricky one. And that's, I guess, where people use uh, Voltoro to, to trade in between those if they find the crypto is going, if they think crypto is going to go down, they'll, they'll put it into gold. And when they feel that crypto is going to go back up, they'll sell that gold back to Bitcoin. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring it back to is that Voltoro has such a great alternative to, to what we've been saying for cryptocurrency because it is it's kind of a happy medium between the two, right? between the real and physical and the bits and bytes that are that we're using on our phones through the cryptocurrencies. So Yeah, it's cool. People, it's cool. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so cool. Um and if so if people did, you know, want to get out of their cryptocurrency and they would they would sell it and they would then acquire more of the, the bullion that's over in Switzerland. So they could physically go there and get the coins if they really wanted to. Yeah, exactly. They can go pick it up or we can send it to them as well. Um, the thing is, we weren't really set up for physical delivery. I mean, it's possible because it's, it's their gold. They can do with it what they want. But it's, it's not the cheapest way to do it, uh, to have mm-hmm. gold that you can cuddle at home. Um, it, it, they, they, we, we deal in good delivery bars. So these are... These are industry trade industry standards, so they're very, very liquid. And a lot of people don't realize, but um, gold is the second most liquid market in the world under the effects market. So there's a huge market for this stuff. So as soon as someone sells their gold, we actually liquidate it into the ma- into the major mainstream markets and buy crypto uh, in that moment in the back end. And, and then the Bitcoin goes, uh, the crypto goes back to the client who sold the gold instantly, um, unless they trade it with another user on the platform then they just swap that ownership over instantly but if the market maker bot that we have uh, buys it then it'll go through that system but um yeah it's it, there's quite a lot of uh, stuff happening in the back end for for us to be able to do what we're doing but i think having the ability for crypto to trade commodities like this the old school commodities is a really big step in the in the right direction of getting crypto to the mainstream and and enabling it to have another price discovery outside of fiat because a lot of the price discovery on bitcoin is just basically against usd or against euros but it's great to have a, a physical asset just um, being traded with it so people can discover a price uh, for bitcoin on uh, based on something else and that's that's such a a great way to to learn and move through this space yeah yeah it's cool uh, the other thing go oh, ahead, sorry. Go ahead. no no go ahead I was just gonna. I was just gonna say the other really exciting thing that Voltoro uh, that we've recently launched. We're the first exchange in the world to um, accept Lightning Network uh, payments, and and this is a really exciting technology that Bitcoin uh, has been upgraded to now. Um, I'm not sure if you're, uh, you know, I'm sure your listeners are very techy, so they they know that the Bitcoin block size uh, or the ability to have more than seven transactions per second. Uh, wasn't really available um, on the Bitcoin network on many blockchains are very very slow and don't don't allow for mainstream adoption. If you wanted, you know, the throughput of Visa, I think it's like 3,000 transactions a second. So, what Lightning Network does is it allows for the ability to um, have on uh, off-chain transactions and then every so often settle those transactions. And I guess we can go through what that actually means <laughs> if you want. 
Yeah, I, I think that'd be very interesting for our listeners. Yeah, so if you imagine walking into a bar and um, if you paid for your drink every time, you know, that's a transaction every time you pay for a drink and, and let's say you've got 10 friends and every friend is paying individually for their drink, the barman's doing a lot of work. And if you imagine the blockchain, every transaction is 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 taking up room in, in that block, in each block, in each 10 minutes. And <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And um, what, what this does is instead of paying every time, you open a bar tab and you drink all night. And get, uh, as you get drunker and drunker, at the end of the night, you pay once. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the barman uh, just has one transaction. But you've done lots of transactions internally with the bar person. So um, this is a really Im- important thing, although there are problems with that, right? So as you get more and more drunk, the barman could uh, you know, secretly write another extra drink in here and there and, and stuff like that. Um, or you could um, you know, escape through the side door and leave, leave the barman with holding the bag. So there's a lot of technical problems with, with this system, but these are all getting sorted out. And um, not only that, uh, why it's called lightning if you imagine lightning has lots of little fork, has lots of little forks, you know, it's ziggy and zaggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. what, why that is is because I can not only pay the barman uh, using uh, using Lightning Network, but imagine if uh, you're also in the bar and I owe you some money, I can actually pay you through the bar person. So um, that's uh, I, basically I send the bar person a fiver, and the fiver and and the bar person sends you the fiver. Um, and it's still off chain. We still haven't. And at the end of the night, when the bar closes, all that all the IOUs that have been flying around the bar get settled in one single transaction. And this allows for hundreds of thousands of transactions to happen, and still settle on this amazingly powerful um, network called the Bitcoin network. Um, uh, and 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 still and allow it to scale. And it's a, it's an amazing technology. So we've just now. Uh, it not only is it amazing like that in terms of speed, but it also anonymizes Bitcoin a lot more. Um, it uses onion routing, which people might be used to uh, hearing from from the Tor network. Um, so every tra- if I sent like that example where I sent you some money through the bar person, the bar person doesn't know whether you're sending it further. If 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 the network is routing that payment onto a next, if I was actually paying someone else in the bar going through you. Let's say someone doesn't, someone's in the bar but doesn't have a tab open with the bar person but has, a, has one open with you, I could pay the bar person, the bar person pays you, and you pay the person. <laughs> so if I wanted to pay them, let's say. Um, so it's this, 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 uh, this slide of uh, it's this routing, just like the internet actually routes packets. And, and so um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so the bar person doesn't know if the payment stops with you. Um, but you or or if you pass it on, so it actually makes it a lot more anonymous, um, which is really really important with money. A lot of people say that you know money are oh, why does why you know that it's terrible to have anonymity with money and this and that. But actually, it needs to be. It's one hundred percent very very important. If you run a business and you get you 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 don't want let's say you run an uh, you know an Apple store and you don't want your your customers to know, like apples, the fruit. I mean, <laughs> you don't want your customers to know where you're sourcing your apples from, uh, and you don't want your customers to know how much you're paying for the apples because then they go, well, they go directly to the source and they pay way less, and you don't make any profit. 
So you want to try and hide that through the blockchain. Everyone can follow everything. So very important like that. Absolutely. And and I think you, that is a, a really, really important point is 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 being able to to protect yourself in in that way especially as a business owner yeah exactly and so so uh, so the lightning network allows for a whole lot of things uh that aren't possible at the moment with the base bitcoin protocol anyway it's it's been upgraded now and uh voltoro was the first to accept uh lightning payments on uh, on the exchange and if anyone's used an exchange before you, when you send Bitcoin, you usually have to wait for six confirmations of the network. That means miners uh, find a block and insert it and encrypt it and make sure it's it's irreversible uh, after 10 minutes. And then you, you uh, and they say generally that you should wait for six confirmations for it to be truly, absolutely irreversible. Even though even after one, it's it's almost impossible to reverse. Um, but a lot of exchanges wait for two to six confirmations. So you're like. Uh, you're waiting, but with Lightning Network, you can send, uh, you actually do all the confirmations first. When you set up a channel, uh, the bar tab, you actually wait six confirmations of the bar tab, and then you can keep on sending money and spending money, and it's all instant. So people open channels to the network, and they can send to Voltoro then a, um, some, some Bitcoin, and it's there like that instantly, and they can start trading. And what, what that does is it also opens up a whole lot of opportunity where We've seen exchanges in the past get hacked and people that are storing Bitcoin on the exchange lose their funds, right? And that's because they have to have custodial, they have to have custodial um, risk, the customer, because they're trusting that the Bitcoin exchange, they have to upload the Bitcoin and then make the trade. But with Lightning Network, what we could potentially do is have a, um, an order book and someone could send an order from their phone Let's say they're holding the private they're holding the private keys on their phone. They could send it to to Voltoro and instantly pull that order out of the order book and buy gold. So they don't have to have to trust our hot wallet because it's so instant and so fast. They don't need to have it sitting there for six confirmations, which can be over an hour. Wow, that's that's quite some time. So for our listeners, if they yeah. if they are loving what they're hearing here. Uh, you know, how do you get set up with Vault Oro and, and give us the user experience, what they need and the best way to connect with you? Yeah, so um, the best thing to do is go to Vault Oro. That's Vault as in Gold Vault and Oro. Uh, that's Spanish for gold, O-R-O, uh, .com, VaultOro.com and sign up. Um, you can just sign up using your username and password to have a look around. Um, and if you want to trade, because the gold is is allocated gold, it's it's in your name as your legal property, we do take KYC documents. Um, these are fully encrypted with military-grade encryption, double-salted and all that uh, good stuff. Uh, we're all very paranoid gold buffs, <laughs> old-school bu- gold bugs and, and crypto nerds here, so we, we're extremely obsessed with security and privacy. So um, you upload that, and that information then um, uh, goes to the vaulting facility so they know who owns this gold, and then you can upload some crypto and start trading back and forth. And then you can um, hold some gold when you think Bitcoin's gone up a bit um, and then sell it back for crypto when you think it's, uh, you know, Bitcoin's got down and you want to jump back into Bitcoin. Uh, and, and also, if you have a store and you want to accept Bitcoin, um, we have an instant order, instant order function. So you can sell something for Bitcoin and instantly hold that as gold um, so that you don't lose value 
and then be able to spend that as Bitcoin again when you want to uh, restock. So you can use Bitcoin without that volatility risk. That is fantastic. And and the website that people can go to, there's there's so much information on your website as well, is vaultoro.com. So it's V-A-U-L-T-O-R-O.com. Yeah, thank you very much. And also, um, you know, I, I tweet a lot of uh, stuff out and that's at Voltoro on Twitter too. You can connect with us there. Oh, fantastic. Well, Joshua, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and, and sharing this very unique alternative to, to cryptocurrency trading. Thanks very much, Juliet. It's been wonderful to be on. That is, thank you as well. That is Joshua Shigala. He is the CEO at vaultoro.com. Again, that's V-A-U-L-T-O-R-O.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.